Live from Doubletree, Breckenridge, Colorado. We're here with the national team for you to introduce yourselves, starting with Eric Rolls. Hi, my name's Eric Rolls. Ann Shorling. I'm Jeb Boyd. Michael Rogan. Matt Boyd. Chris Rogers. And remember, when we knock on the table, it comes in loud. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today, Jeb? We've been talking about this over the last couple of days and thought it'd be really good to have a panel on what the team has been working on. Sure. Yeah, we, um, we just got done with uh, team training and now in the fall conference. And one of the big uh, initiatives that we have is that um, we have a, a multidiscipline focus on figuring out what the teaching fundamentals are as well as the people fundamentals. And we've made a lot of progress with that. And uh, you've got some leaders here on the panel from both of those groups. Um, and, and we've made some really good traction. We're really excited for where we're going for our members as well as going into Interski. Coach Rogan, a little input on really what the difference is between the teaching skills and the people skills, and then we're really going to dive into the experts who've been working on it. Wait, did you just ask the non-expert about I the did. question? Okay. <laughs> well, you should ask the experts. No, look, um, in preparation for Interski and, uh, and, and looking at our learning connection model, uh, we feel that there are, well, it's a triangle, so there's three points to that. One is the technical aspect of, of the discipline. The other is, is universal uh, to all of the disciplines about teaching skills and people skills. And we realize and we believe that there's, there's, we need to separate those because you can, you can be a good teacher and you might suffer from maybe you're not the, I don't know, the most outgoing. doesn't mean that you're a bad teacher. It's just who you are. And, and we can, if we can separate those two and address those two, uh, then it gives us the opportunity to make sure that we're trying to build a, a complete teacher uh, so that a good teacher, as far as we're all concerned, is somebody who has good technical skills about their discipline, understands teaching methodology, teaching styles, multiple intelligences, all those types of things, but also they're adept at reading the student so that we take into account uh, empathy, sympathy, uh, help me out. Some other ones, experts. Well, let's go to the experts yeah. then. Yeah. And, and I'd really like for you guys to start off by introducing yourselves and, and why you're in the group that you are. Chris, let's start with you. Yeah, so we, um, during team training, we kind of uh, separated into, into things we were passionate about. And, um, you know, this, this team has been really focused on the technical, the people, and the teaching elements since um, the last Interski and uh, really diving into uh, what makes a good teacher and how those things are different than people skills. And, and Rogan kind of hit on it. We're really doing uh, an effort to pull these two pieces apart to really address them and, and focus on them, but they do combine and, and they build upon each other. And so for, for me, I just, I just thought it'd be really uh, interesting to work a little bit more focused on, on the elements that make someone a good teacher versus a good people person. Mr. Boyd? Um, well. Back before we went to Ushuaia, I was lucky enough to work with Jeb on, and, and Rob Sogard on developing what was the early stages of the learning connection model. Um, got to present on it there. Um, I also happened to have a degree in education, which put me into the teaching realm. Um, and beyond that, um, I, I think to Chris's point and to the point that we've made about separating, I mean, you can't argue that any kind of education whether, it, it, let's put it this way, I've seen a lot of doctors in my life. That's an unfortunate part of, of my career. <laughs> seen a lot of them. 
and some of them have been great, some of them haven't. Some of them I haven't liked because they didn't do a good job of fixing my ailment. Others I haven't liked because they had a really crappy bedside manner. And I think we're one of the first fields in education, particularly, that is giving credence to how important both of those things are, teaching and our people skills, and giving credence to how you can develop both, right? Because typically they're glommed together, and I don't think we do justice to those, how important those two things are by, by glomming them together, so. And Shirley? Um, so I wound up working with the people skills group because of personal interest, and over the last, um, 15 years while I've been teaching skiing in the winters, I've also been working in um, leadership education over the summers, and I've done quite a bit of leadership consulting, and um, I think this opportunity is really exciting to me in the sense that we are, for the first time, really taking people skills, which we've always been guest-centered, we've always focused on the desires of the guest, and we're moving that opportunity to develop the ability to adapt our skills to meet the students where they are and to also recognize our strengths and weaknesses and work on those at the same time. So Eric, I mean, we're all snow sports instructors. We've got great people skills. We can't get any better at that, can we? Oh yeah, we're just, we're, we're already fully skilled in that category, right? <laughs> I mean, and many people are. Many people, many people are. And there's a lot of people skills that people bring to the environment and we feel that no matter what level you are at, we can help enhance that. Whether, whether it is a at a fundamental level or if you come in with a high level people skills, there's always more awareness and there's always a way to get better at it. So let's get into some of the, the specifics that you've been working on. And that is improving our teaching skills and improving our people skills and obviously uh, gentlemen there in the middle, I'd like to talk with you about blending them and the importance of them always being there. So let's start with the teaching group. We blend. Yeah, yeah, we yeah sure. I thought that's why you wore the right same shirts. Work. It's like a shower curtain. It's a metaphor. Oh. Yeah. It's all symbolic. Right. <laughs> but again, let's start with uh, Chris and Matt uh, because teaching skills seem like something fairly more straightforward in teaching. And if you're in an exam, you can test them. Chris. Yeah, um, so you know, really looking at, at the fundamentals of teaching, and I think actually one of the coolest things about this project is that we are doing it uh, cross-discipline. And for so long we've looked, you know, we've had the snowboard technical handbook or teaching manual um, focused on snow, snow, snowboard education. We've had one focused on alpine education and really getting down to what are the fundamentals and, and, and diving into that word fundamental, what are the things that are universal across all of our disciplines, across all of our divisions, across everything we do? And that's really what we're, what we're diving into with, with that word fundamental and looking at teaching and people skills and technical skills. Even in the technical corner, there's a lot that's the same regardless of what equipment we're on. You know, you know, let's face it, when you put the jacket on, you get assigned a lesson at lineup. From that point on, you're teaching. Are you teaching well? Right? That's the question. And, and these fundamentals that, as Chris said, reach across all the different disciplines, these fundamentals identify what great teaching is. Like, do you create an environment that lets the student experiment and explore and play towards a desired outcome? If you're talking a lot, probably not, but that's one of our fundamentals. And identifying those fundamentals gives us something that we can score to an exam. And as we found on the Hill today, it gives me something that I can gear, keep in the back of my head as I'm teaching a lesson. And, and I can tell you after doing today and yesterday, I, I didn't get the opportunity to say, you know what, I wish I had done this or I should have done that. I felt like I had it 
dialed. So yeah, so uh, today we we were out on snow with uh, with a mixed discipline group, and we had um, we had a, a snowboarder, a couple of alpiners, a tellier, and an adaptive person in our group, um, and, and educators from across those fields. And what was cool is we had a couple of different teaches on snow, and then we came inside and did a teach inside that was completely off snow. It was like on law enforcement and. Uh, crisis de-escalation and we're what we were looking at across that was what are the elements of teaching do those fundamentals apply in all of those teaches are they actually universal are they actually fundamental across all of our disciplines and yeah you could identify it you could see it and you could identify what great teaching was thanks to Jim Anderson yeah so well let's get over to the people skills and I'd like for you to get into when do those people skills start I mean we kind of know when the teaching skills start but I mean that's on uh, display right off the bat. You just answered your own question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the best example of this is earlier this fall, I was um, running a session on people skills and I asked folks to say, run me through your classic intro to a student. And any instructor who's been teaching for a few years um, can say, you know, you walk up, you take off your glove, you shake their hand, you lift your goggles up, you're smiling, you're making eye contact, you're trying to figure out their why. And so like people skills are the start of the, like the start of the whole thing and they run throughout. So they really begin at the beginning of the lesson um, to your point. And then where we can grow is how we move them throughout and how we respond to what's going on with our students. And I mean, those people skills are what build trust and actually would enhance your teaching skills because what you've done at the beginning really builds a belief and a trust in you, correct? Yeah, it really sets the stage for what's about to happen throughout the day. And we talked a lot about if you can establish that really strong up front, then the day goes much smoother. If you have to react and then adapt and respond to some things throughout the day, then it's, it's a little ch more challenging to recover those situations. So setting it up in a more predictive manner will help lay out success for the rest of the day. One of the things that we talked about today was, you know, not to get confused about talking about people fundamentals and being able to strengthen your people skills doesn't always mean being light and bubbly and fun and stuffed animals hanging out of your jacket and props and so forth. Goofy that, hats. Yeah, goofy hats. That's, that's not the point of, of this. That may be the point, but uh, if the audience demands that. But what we're really talking about in the development of people fundamentals and people skills uh, as part of this learning connection model is the ability to connect with that person that you're teaching. You know, and so in some cases, you may need to be a little bit more direct in other cases, you may need to be a little bit softer. It all depends on who your audience is. So we need to be careful uh, with the people skills that we're not, uh, it's not just about being light and fun and, and that's part of it, but that's not all of it. Well, you've led me into thinking, Mike Rogan, that uh, I mean, people can tell if you're not a good teacher, if you don't know what you're talking about. And what you're describing to me, Jeb, are fake people skills. If you're coming up with kind of a fakey happy and things like that we kind of want to grow beyond that correct Mike <laughs> yes I'm going to try and improve myself George thanks <laughs> yeah that was directed specifically yeah. at you <laughs> yeah and and it goes to it goes to our job as as teachers and we have a role within the learning connection model 
Uh, and then we bring a student into the mix. And it's, it's understanding, and we were chatting about this on the drive home that other, the other day uh, from the ski area, is, is what is the impact as well? As me as an instructor, uh, and I'm trying to get a, a person, whether I know him as a client and a guest for a bunch of years or somebody who's came up for a beginner lesson, but understanding that there's an importance of, of knowing how my behavior is going to impact the learning of the student. There could be times when, as Jeb says, uh, you, need to, you need to take a, a, a serious moment or, or a stressful moment and make it lighthearted. Uh, and there are other times when you need to, you need to take a, a serious moment or a stressful moment and, and meet it with equal amount of seriousness because it's being taken seriously. And the student says, that's the way that I manage and, and work through things. So understanding the dynamics that go into, into making people open to try new things because, because that's what we're asking them as, as their coaches, to help them <clears throat> excuse me, stretch and try new things and then allowing us to be able to read that or figure out how to read that so that the next time it comes uh, the moment to stretch we know how to help that person stretch into something new and different if it needs to be done with a swift kick in the butt then it's done with a swift kick in the butt if it needs to be done with a teaspoon of sugar then it's done with a teaspoon of sugar but when you start to if you don't pay respect to that dynamic what ends up happening is is when I need a kick in the butt, I get a pat on the back. And that's not what I need right now. I need a kick in the butt or vice versa. And understanding that and when you can, when you can work on your people skills and understand all that goes into that, you're gonna be better at your job of, of teaching and coaching because we still got a teaching coach. Now Matt, at our opening meeting, you gave a great definition of what teaching skills and people skills exactly are i'd love for you to share that with our audience yeah yeah, yeah. Thanks, and unfortunately you don't have a graph i don't have a graph uh, i don't need a graph i think <laughs> the most important thing to take from that entire trip up this side of the table from from eric all the way up to michael is the importance of everything that we're doing is connecting with our guests that's why it's called the learning connection i need to connect with them on a personal standpoint Right? The things that I do as, a, as a, an instructor on the hill to connect directly with the student, learning what their hobbies are, what their dog's name is, what they like, what they don't like. Um, do they have brothers and sisters that they're children? Just getting to know my students so I connect to them as a person, those are the people skills. Yeah. Right? The things that I do to either get them connected to or keep them connected to the learning environment, like if I over-terrain them or under-terrain them, if I over-challenge them, if I make them afraid, if they're not, they don't feel safe, right? They automatically, the learning at that point stops. They still might love me as a person. They might hate me as a person. That goes back to those, me connecting directly to them. But the teaching skills keep them connected to the learning environment so that they can learn or connect them to the learning environment. There's a, there's a difference between the two. Whereas the people skills connect yeah, the so, student and the instructor so to the people skills connect me and Michael. Teaching skills connect Michael and I to the learning environment together. Yeah. Now we just received a question over Instagram Live. Uh, people would like some real examples of people skills. I think we've been touching on that, but uh, <laughs> any thoughts there, Eric or Ann? 
buy um, the, you can buy the manual <laughs> directly from the website. <laughs> Go ahead, Ann. Um, I just had one and I lost it as I was listening to Matt. Um, so there, we've been talking a lot about in the people skills group about the difference between being proactive and being reactive. Um, and so the way we've trained people skills up to this point is to be proactive. And excellent proactive people skills are how we set up that introduction at the beginning of the lesson. So I walk up to my student, I shake their hand, I look them in the eye. These are excellent people skills. Um, the next level of that is a reactive people skill. So I'm, I'm interacting with my student and I'm noticing that either I'm not connecting in the way that they want to connect or they're responding in a way that I don't anticipate. And it's, can I figure out who do you need me to be in order to, to be comfortable in this environment to engage? And how can I move myself to meet you where you are? Let's say you have a student who, you know, um, who is having a really hard time, they're struggling, they're about to throw their skis, they want to toss them across the mountain. Um, if I'm going up to that student and I'm like going, yeah, yeah, you're doing great, keep it up, that student is going to throw their skis across the mountain and walk away. Another option is to approach the student and sit next to them and say, it seems like you're having a really hard time, yeah. how can I support you in this? Yeah. And it's not me becoming a different human being, it's me choosing to interact with that person in a different way so that they can feel supported in the way they need to be supported. And for that example, I mean, look, can you, can, can you remember an example? I could, but it would be a long story, uh, <laughs> and I'm already criticized for being long-winded, but, <laughs> but Anne makes the, a great point. I mean, we've, we've all had moments in, in lessons when you just knew it wasn't quite working, whether it was, whether it was because you had something else on your mind, uh, or I had something else on my mind, or my student was struggling and needed something. And it's, it's understanding that you have to recognize that moment and go, I got to step outside of, it's a weird moment, it's awkward, how do I approach it? And just get in there and uh, it, it, admit it or recognize it and say, look, I'm struggling to connect with you just like you're struggling to connect with what we're trying to do to get you better. So we're both struggling. I'll be much better off helping you connect to what it is you want to do on your skis or your snowboard if you help me understand what it is you need now. And, and recognizing that and not letting that point move on or go into something else because it's only going to fester and perpetuate. Mm -hmm. And Eric, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the example we were talking about yesterday where you know, a snowboarder wants to go into the bumps. Why? So the, the question is why, George, you know, it's sometimes, That's why I said it. The, sometimes the answer is deeper uh, than you might think. So if, if you have someone that says, I'm here because I want to learn in the bumps, why do they want to learn in the bumps? So, so dive in a little deeper. It may be because they want to keep up with their friends that want to be in the bumps. So, you know, they have a lot of tendencies around wanting to be social and be with their friends. That really cues up some understanding about that person. And so you can really tailor that experience a lot more for them. So it may not be just technique for the bumps. It may be though, if it is, then tailor it to the technique. 
if it's because they want to be social, then you can adapt and uh, change the experience based on what they want. Now, Jeb, we had another question come in. Uh, people are asking, are people skills going to be evaluated in exams? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, currently our national standards don't reference people skills. They, they do to a certain degree within the teaching um, side of things, but there's no direct link. And at, that's we're here at Fall Conference right now at Breckenridge, Colorado. And we're, we're, we're trying to um, look at it establishing the fundamentals. Um, by the way, how that all works is usually the fundamentals typically are developed by the team because it's a small working group. Um, and the fundamentals are in technical teaching and people skills. Those fundamentals then get handed down to the fall conference where they get converted into learning outcomes. From those learning outcomes, um, they can be handed to the divisions where educational material can be developed and um, uh, where people, okay. can start, people can start to get education about this. So um, the point of this is, is that there's a system in place in development and uh, people will start to, uh, n probably not this year, but as we look further down the road, they will start to be assessed in, in their people skills. But more importantly than that, the, the divisions will also have educational content to help people meet their, uh, their assessment criteria for uh, people skills at any level, one, two, or three. Now, Chris, I'd love to hear the teaching skills to teach people skills. <laughs> well, and that's great. That's, everything is so layered, layered together. And I think this is one of the areas that I'm most excited about, about working in, in the people side of things, and that we have, have a team working on that, um, is that for years we've said, you know, we're pretty good at teaching people to ski and snowboard. That's kind of our job. And, and we're pretty good at teaching people to teach. That's kind of, that's our whole world of training. But you can't teach people skills. That's really what, what you've heard from a lot of new hire training in the past. We've got to hire the right people because we can't teach people skills. And over the last few decades, there's been a lot of research on emotional intelligence and on how, tr how, how to train people skills. And so, yeah, we're going to use our teaching skills to teach people skills. And in doing so, we're going to use our people skills to make effective connections so that we can teach. And that really, you know, back to, back to the point about, about the connection between us versus the connection to the actual um, learning. And those people skills are fundamental to being an effective teacher. You're a better teacher when you have the people skills to make mm -hmm. a connection. And I've, I've actually been thinking a lot about um, kind of one of the separations between teaching skills and people skills is the teaching skills is what I use to bring a guest back day after day. And the people skills are how I build the relationship with that guest that gets them to come back year after year. Uh, and, and looking at that bigger picture, right. those, those connections with your guests that make them a friend and make them yeah. um, someone who wants to come back and yeah. see you, that's what keeps them coming back year after year after yeah. year. And that is teachable. We have been doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just haven't identified it. And to stay uh, with you and Matt on this topic, which I think is really important. I mean, we talk a lot about the beginner retention, but you know, there are people who come back year after year, no matter how advanced they've become in their skiing and riding or riding, and they still want to take lessons. And that kind of addresses the people skills you were just talking about. Yeah. You know, and, and back to the original question to, to Jeb about the exam process and the, the teaching skills, that's a great question. Um, certainly before we start scoring that at the exam process, we need to know what we're scoring. And, Absolutely. And I think it's, it's easy to go back, let's, Eric talked about the buying the manual, which you should all do. Um, but in there it talks about are you, are you self-aware, are you aware of the things that you do and how, how that has an impact on other people? 
And that's certainly something that we can develop scoring criteria on, but it's also of crucial importance to the lesson environment. I mean, when people are poking their poles in the ground, looking down, looking around, and I'm still going, I'm clearly not aware that the people around me are bored. Um, it, from that self-awareness, are you, are you socially aware? Are you aware of, of how other people feel and what they're doing? Right? So if I know what my tendencies are and how I tend to react to things, right, I can start to shave those things and shape myself and how I present. If I'm then aware of how other people are reacting and I'm empathetic towards what they're feeling, right, then I can start to, to manage those relationships. And those are things that I think that you can see mm. within the lesson environment, and we certainly need to get better at figuring out how we would score those things. So it's real. Um, but I, I do think that that should be a part of our exam environment down the road. Yeah, I agree. So here's a classic scenario. We go out, and we, you, you go skiing with your student, or we all give a clinic, and, and somebody comes down, and they look at you for some information. And uh, the question that we will, will often would get used uh, is, well, how'd that feel? How'd what feel? I mean, how did that feel is, is a question that is pretty quick. And I wonder sometimes when instructors or coaches um, say or ask, hey, how'd that feel? If they're really, are, do they really want to know or they, were they really paying attention enough to go, you know what, I saw a difference between this part of that run and this part of the run, and what was the differences that you felt, or were there any differences that you felt in, in, in those two sections? That's a completely different level of question based on your engagement in the process. Hey, how'd that feel can be a little bit shallow. When we do it all the time, it happens all the time. Hey, how'd that feel? And you're at, Part of that, the, the bad side could be, well, I really wasn't paying attention and I'd like to glean some information. If I could just get a keyword from you, then I might be able to take that and spin that into something else <laughs> guess and come up with something game. that's important so that we could all move on and go to the next one where I could start to really pay attention because I felt my phone buzz in my pocket. Or, hey, how did it feel between that group of turns and that group of turns because I noticed that there was something different there? Did you, do you have that same sense? And if you do have that same sense, let's talk about that. That means that I'm paying attention. I can see that there was a difference between one set and the other, and I'm asking for some input about hopefully something that they were able to perceive at a much deeper level than just, how'd that feel? Because I'm searching, I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah. and, and those are those are legitimate people skills that you can measure in an exam. You're, you're really making me want to ask, Chris, how was that question? <laughs> <laughs> So I know you guys are on a tight schedule. We've gone long here, and I want to just keep talking but because uh, it's so interesting with you guys. But uh, to wrap up, I'd really like to get just kind of a final nugget from each of you. And um, Eric, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, as far as the people skills go, there's a lot of things that we're already doing, and a lot of that is reflecting within yourself. So building trust. What are the things you do to build trust? How do you communicate with others? Are you self-aware on your behaviors in the bigger group? So there's a lot of things that, um, it is a social science, so there's a lot of resources out there, so we can, we can test to it eventually, but a lot of it is about reflecting on your own experiences with your guests. Yeah. 
Um, to, the, to the question about will we evaluate this on, um, in assessments, I think um, I can imagine a situation in which folks would be fearful that we would expect perfection in people skills. And I think it's um, important to recognize that we will all make mistakes no matter how good we are at it. And so perfection is not the target, it's the growth and the awareness of what's actually happening in the social situation um, that's most important. And then the ability to adapt to the social situation, but just developing the awareness is the first step. It's not, we're not looking for people to be experts and artists at people skills. We're looking to build the skill and to build a practice of, of self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Bam. Matt Boyd. I love it. Um, oh. I guess, as I'm you weren't ready for that, were you? There were two places to go before yeah. I got to it. I guess as I've sat here and listened, it, I can imagine that this is overwhelming to the, the people watching Eric Lipton in person because I've had my watch buzz about a thousand times. Thank you, Eric Lipton. Um, I can say that it's, it's not designed to be overwhelming. We can't forget what we're really trying to do here, which is drive great snow sports instruction. And all you need to do is say, you know what? I got three areas that I could, be, I could need development in. Pick one of three, right? From there, look at a handful of fundamentals. I think the most fundamentals in any one of those three areas is six, right? So I pick one of the three things. I say, all right, you know what? I need some help here. Boom, that's the fundamental on weekend, and I find some, some way to develop. But the ultimate goal of all of this is to make a better snow sports instructor. Chris? I think I'd follow that up by, by stressing that the reason we've pulled these apart into these three sections is so that we can communicate about them more effectively. And it's not to say, right now, I'm using my people skills, and right now, I'm using my teaching skills, and now I'm going to use my technical skills. You're, they're all overlaid, and you're using your people skills to be a better teacher so that you can communicate the technical aspects, and then you're using those technical aspects to evaluate what's happening. I mean, it's just this constant cycle, and they're all, we've pulled them apart not because you're only doing one thing at a time, but so that we can really communicate it. And at the end of the day, that all sucks back into the circle and to the learning connection model. Michael Rogan. Hey, there's no goes Nate Emerson. Oh man. Congratulations <laughs> on the Red Sox, How Nate. About How about them Red Sox? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that killed me to say as Where I'm young. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear, buddy. That's good to hear. No. Um, go to Jeb. <laughs> I was going to have Jeb sum it up, so. <laughs> sum it up. Jeb, wrap this thing up. Yeah, right. You know, I tell you, I am just so excited about how this team of every discipline is coming together and we're working on common common elements of what, to Matt says, makes us a great, great instructors and a great association. And whether you ride facing forward or you ride facing sideways, we're working on the same stuff and and it, there's no better time than right now to be a part of this association and it's it's easier to be part of this association because the materials thanks dusty that's great <laughs> the materials that we're producing um uh it, it it makes it easier to cross from one discipline to another so that we're able to provide more value to our our member schools and and we're able to provide better content and and better instruction to to the folks that matter most, and that's our consumers. I mean, so the name of the I'm manual stoked. is teaching snow you bet. sports, yeah. not you bet. skiing or snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every day we go out and we ask people in a lesson environment to try and improve and stretch themselves. And through the learning connection model, we can use that to help us do our job. And we're also asking that if we, as instructors, are asking our students to do that, 
that we try and find places where we can do the same thing. And so that every day we go out and what we ask our students to do about learn and stretch and try new things that we can use the learning connection model to find areas where we as snow sports instructors can do the same thing that we're asking our students to do. Chris Rogers, Matt Boyd, Michael Rogan, Jeb Boyd, and Shorling, Eric Rolls, thanks for joining us. <laughs> From the PSI, it's with our you? mobile studios at uh, Double Tree Inn in Breckenridge, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Nice job, George.